0: you have arrived you have now entered the kush life welcome to the kush life podcast where we explore the oklahoma medical marijuana community from growers to dispensary owners it's the kush life for us
1: Hi, welcome to the Kush Life Podcast. This is Marshall. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Katie, we're already laughing, having a good time. This is going to be a fun episode. It will be. Not only I think it's going to be fun, this is an episode that has been two years in the making with a lot of stuff churning to this point.
0: Yes, everyone always has questions, always comes up, mm-hmm. every time. Before we get into our special guest, what's been going on here? Um, we're gearing up for Valentine's and spring and, you know, we've uh, been... Yeah?
1: Did Chris shoot you with the love arrow? Is that what happened?
0: All the time, every day.
2: I do have a place picked out, though. I'm keeping in suspense.
1: To shoot her with the love arrow? No. For dinner, Valentine's <laughs> oh, dinner. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to clarify what you meant.
2: No violence here.
1: <laughs> no, it's love. It's love arrows. Yeah,
2: yeah. Is that what you call them these days?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what I call. Okay. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Hunting. Those are not love arrows.
0: <laughs> Are you ready for Valentine's? What's that? <laughs> You're asking if we're ready. Are you ready? You're um, the newlyweds. For what? Valentine's. Are you going to celebrate? i sure that is. Yeah, exactly. You're newly married.
1: Last year, what I, are you I didn't do? give her anything.
0: <gasps> oh, my goodness.
1: I asked beforehand, <laughs> hey, so we're not doing, I don't do Valentine's.
2: No, no means yes on Valentine's I, Day. I
1: gathered that the, the hard way. Okay. Yeah, I gathered that the hard way. Nine years of being <laughs> single, I tried to get out of Valentine's.
2: On and, the first year.
1: And it did not work. It did not work. I was the guy the day after at Walgreens buying the leftover chocolates and any mm-hmm. type of flowers at Reese's I could find.
0: So this year. <laughs> She's already told me. <laughs> what to get?
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to Walgreens and Reeses and just get the flowers a day early. That's all.
0: Well, at least you're prepared this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just never have been a. I mean, even I've never been a Valentine's. I don't know.
0: Really, you guys are Valentine's? All we're really not that Valentine's. y we don't care that much. But Thank I always, you. I always get Chris something pink. Like I'll oh, yeah. get him. I've gotten him like pink sweat shorts. I've gotten him pink tennis shoes. I've gotten him. I could A see pink, you know, hot, some of those like, you know, long
1: pants, you know, the
0: little, what are those real soft pajamas?
2: She got stuff? me some pink uh, Adidas jogging pants there you go. one yeah, time.
1: That's what I was trying to think, like the 70s style, like, yeah. like something normal. Poly- but it, not polyester, but what are those? They're,
2: they're polyester. Are
1: they?
0: Okay. Good Just remember. pink. Pink polyester. All right. So that's what I do. Okay. And Chris does what? He gets me a card and, and one goes to dinner. Takes one rose and yeah. takes me to dinner. Yeah.
2: Three years ago, flew her down to Dallas and hey. bought her a nine eleven. Well, there you go. Nine eleven Porsche.
0: That she
1: took over.
2: No. Oh. <laughs> she just neglects to tell that part.
0: <laughs> well, that is
1: a pretty good Valentine's gift right there.
0: It was way more than three years ago, and it was a standard. And I can't drive. A st- I'm not going to drive. A standard that Chris owns, honestly, just period. Because something sure she bad just will happen. About getting
1: a Porsche,
2: you know. I tried. We don't always win, right?
1: <laughs> Did she complain about getting a Porsche? I'm, I'm just pretty not sure I putting just myself
0: that. in that situation. <laughs> not doing it.
1: Uh, it is hard to find a standard nowadays, though.
0: Uh, here's a movie quote.
1: Maybe you guys can get it. Uh, can I drive your car? Mm. Nah, do you drive stick? Mm, Nah, but I can learn
3: Yep
2: Boys in the hood That a boy Long time ago
1: Long time ago
2: That shows your age, Marshall It
1: does Freshman in high school I remember watching it Over at some friend's house I was like,
2: Back on Crenshaw
1: (laughs) On VHS
0: (laughs) (laughs) No Oh my gosh Did you know That a VHS player Costs 200 Was it 200 or 300? $300 on Amazon
4: my garage is loaded
0: really
1: <laughs> wow
3: uh, sitting mom, on a gold
0: mine <laughs> so my mom
3: found all
1: those old before the vhs where those like real ones right and i remember my dad having this huge camera and then it had these reels and this tape would go through and you would project it out she found them all she's clearing out you know more and more after dad died and she now i guess has a internet company that she's going to send all these to and they're going to transport them onto something and we're going to see all those old school videos off of those uh, off of that those reels, but I, I actually kind of wish she wouldn't do it because then they're just going to destroy those reels. Yeah, they don't send them back to you? They, yeah, I don't think they will. So
5: my, not- my grandma just messaged me and told me that I need to come over there because she's got some stuff from my childhood that she wants to give me, right? And I've seen most of it and it's, you know, just junk, right? And so uh, I said, what is it? And she goes, I've got all your old Disney movies on VHS. And I'm like, I don't want those, man. Put them in the garage sale. And so like a week later, I don't just, you know, you remember, you know how when things are, when you don't, when you hear something for the first time or you think about something, then you hear it multiple times after, Mm -hmm. like a week later or so, someone's like, man, did you guys see that those black diamond VHSs from the Disney movies are selling for like 500 bucks on eBay? And I'm like, what do you mean black diamond? So you guys know those plastic cassette, like, you know, the plastic fold cases? Mm -hmm. So if you look on those and they have a black diamond and they say, and all of them do, FYI, most of them. They're, they're anywhere from 100 to 500 bucks on eBay. And, and so I called my grandma back, right? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, nan, I'll come get them. She was like, oh, wh- why the change of heart? That, eh? and she knows me too well. She's like, why the change of heart? And I'm like, oh, just, you know, you're right. I didn't come get it. Kind of cool to have stuff my She's like, you're a liar. Were they worth money? I was like, tad gummit.
3: Busted. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so she kept them? Uh, we're still negotiating. Oh,
3: okay. This going to be a split though. Now,
5: we're a, now it's a split.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah now it's a I'm thinking sixty she forty. Yeah. Yeah, There's commission involved. involved. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: There's definitely a split. Hey man, so thanks. That's a cool story. Thank you. Well, introduce yourself.
5: Uh, well, I'm Brandon Fountain. I am the sales director over at OKCTL, everybody's favorite testing lab, and. Okay. Uh, so
1: is it based out of OKC? No. Okay, that's,
5: no. No, OKCTL stands for Oklahoma Compliance Testing Lab, so.
1: Okay, 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 cool. Yeah. I just saw the shirt, I heard OKC, I just, go. okay, well, is it, because I was like, okay, cool. So, pretty common
5: misconception, we didn't think about that a few years ago, Um, yeah, but no, we're in Tulsa, 31st, 169, uh, right off the highway there, Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma Compliance Testing Lab. OKCTL okay, is what most, most industry folks That's why you were
1: like, yeah, I saw all the backup earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was I'm, on my way. Yeah. I came over from 44th and Memorial, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right yeah, on the street yeah. from us. Yeah, yeah.
4: Cool. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm Cole. I'm the lab director over at OKCTL. OK
1: uh, What's a lab director? Oh. Ooh.
4: So every lab in the state of Oklahoma has to have a medical laboratory director on staff. Um, you can look through the regs, but the the nitty gritty of it is they have specific educational requirements that you have to meet along with experience requirements with the different airline types.
2: He's the one that's keeping the lab alive with his job.
4: Ah, I, I keep the money from leaving. Okay. So you, you guys bring the samples, you drop it off. I make sure that the test results are right. First time, every time. So.
2: Yeah. But you have to have a, like a, licensed lab director to even operate the lab. Is right. that correct? So
4: when the state comes in for the initial inspection they're going to go ahead and check the laboratory director's credentials and then anytime you have a uh, change you have a, a time window to notify. You have to let them know that hey I've had a change in lab director here's his education, here's his resume uh, they'll go through and verify all that information before you can physically make that transition.
2: Right. That's that's what I've heard.
1: Yes sir. What, what education then is it that you...
4: Oh, so um, it varies. At the low end, you have to have the bachelor's degree in an applicable science, and then you have to have a minimum number of chemistry hours, um, 24 to be specific. Um,
0: Have you you guys had much turnover?
4: Have we had much turnover? Not since my tenure. Okay. Uh, We have shuffled staff once, but that was a laboratory decision, not people, you know, attaching themselves to a kite and fleeing.
0: (laughs) It's... Common in cannabis, I feel like, to have turnovers, or has been. Just I such abs- a new industry, I guess.
4: I absolutely agree. So there's different tiers of staff. Uh, you're going to have your laboratory director, your analyst, and then your analyst assistants. All of those have different educational requirements and the regulations. Um, the ones you tend to lose the most in a lab setting are going to be your analyst assistants. Uh, they're the ones that really do the majority of the lab physical work. And they have a tendency to feel underappreciated. One of the things that we strive to do is to invest in them. Um, if they're close to their degrees, encouraging them to go back and finish so they can make that next step to analysts where they they can feel that they're getting the most out of their career path. Um, but no, we, we invest heavily into continuing education and training. Um, and in doing that, we get a, a good response from our staff.
1: So he's the guy that's out and about creating it. You're the guy that's back home making sure everything gets out right. Yeah and you are
6: my name is matthew i'm the chief operating officer i am uh my family owns the laboratory right, so right. he signs the checks yeah,
1: yeah. cool yeah. so that's a great
6: spot you can i'm i'm here to can, keep these guys he, in line go. and make you can sure slap they them on uh, the head, no, no, not at them all going? yeah we we love the opportunity to come out and talk and get to know everybody
1: did you say chief what did you say chief what?
6: operating officer coo
1: chief, chief okay so what's kind of your role what do you do
6: Every day is different. So it's a lot of personnel management, a lot of overseeing um, sales and marketing activities. And, and really, uh, I get the privilege of talking to all of the customers when there's any issues. Um, typically, that's Brandon and I will have those conversations and try to, to work to a resolution what that makes everybody happy. kind of issues do you normally know have? It can vary from every... I mean, you occasionally get the felling result. Uh, perhaps it's a microbial contamination or a... Uh, uh, pesticide in the in the grow or something like that um, it can expand all the way down to somebody not happy with their potency results um, it really just varies day to day is that
1: common or occasional
6: it it really just depends some days it's more common than others i mean a lot of it depends on over the, the
1: time period of your family having yeah it's, it's a
6: it, it's a pretty regular, regular experience i mean you have
1: I, and i think that's a great answer right yeah. because there's a lot of people, as we'll get into it, right? There's a lot of people that question, as they've come onto the episodes, question labs. Yeah. so. I think that is a valuable thing yeah, for people to some, hear.
6: Some issues change throughout yeah. the year. Like Microbial issues I, are more common in wintertime. Yeah, that's what I was going to
1: say. I, I bet you there's some reasons that you could say, like, yeah, we're going to get different testing at this yeah, point. You, we're going to have some reasons why. Maybe outdoor
6: grows coming in in October, uh, November time frame, and you start seeing different <laughs> soil contaminants, things like that.
1: Because I say the average listener, the average person is going to go, you know, they, we just hear one side. Mm-hmm. We just hear the bitching. Yeah, right?
0: like yeah, because mostly we have on growers and processors.
1: So, yeah. so people that have listened, there's multiple people that will have different valued opinions on what labs do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. It's uh, it's rare that we have an opportunity to explain ourselves. Uh, very rarely does does a client actually see a result um, they don't like and actually call us to talk about it. I'd say random. It's pretty rare. Uh, There's a few people who will. What do they do? They just go to somebody else. (laughs) Yep, they'll go to somebody else. uh.
5: To go to somebody else, they go to the internet, right? And so it's one. It's one thing why I'm out in the. You know, everybody that I think most of our customers have probably dealt with me, right? More so than. I mean, obviously they're going to deal with the people up front, right? But um, I try to make it a point to talk to. Customers, right? I want people to know that hey, we we want you guys to a- ask those questions, right? Absolutely, call us. Absolutely, I don't know how many labs do it. We we have very much an open door policy to our to our.
1: How many labs? This how? Do, I've never Googled it. Do you know how many labs there are?
4: My understanding is that there's 28 active licenses right now. There are three pending, and then I know of at least two more attempting to come into the space.
1: Wow, that well, it seem, it seems like a lot, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, the lot I that's a lot more than I realized. I, last time I looked the we'll list was tenth. like 7 to 9 I right. was going to guess, but yeah. 28 is a lot more a, than I realized. It got all the
5: way up to um, it, I think it got up to the like m- 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 was it low 30s? Okay. Yeah, 31 I think was the most that we remember at, the, w- at one time. Wow. Of course we're I not mean, sitting there looking at the, you know, chart every day, but Yeah. There was over I, 30 at one point.
0: I'm in a dispensary so I'm not out shopping tests like Chris would be, but um Yeah, that I just see the, the different labs, the different results coming in. I don't really order labs.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of the failed testing, like say if something fails, there's two options to either remediate the flower or you can turn it into concentrates, if I'm not mistaken.
4: So there's actually several options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first option that we would love to educate everybody on is that you can have it reserve retested. Right. So it is your right at any point to call and say, we would like to have our reserve retested for our, and we'll say heavy metals failure.
2: We'll say, and I think it's legally you have to test the reserve. Is that correct or is that false information? That's,
4: that's a very gray area. Okay. The client is allowed at any point to, re- to request that to be tested.
2: Okay. Um, I thought once it failed once that you had to test the reserve as a if, lab.
4: If you wanted to have a passing result you would have to have two reserve retests and both of them would have to pass gotcha Um, and what you're showing there is that the contamination is not systemic in your product between primary and reserve and that's the importance of why you have to tag them separately why the client is supposed to tag it before it gets to the laboratory it's to provide you that insurance to say no no it was the laboratory that contaminated my sample right Um, now So, you have to
2: send two reserves in at.
4: No, you send one reserve sample. We will divide it in half and process it two more times. Gotcha. Now, as a laboratory, we do that for free. Um, Right. If you want reserve retests and you have heavy metal failure, we're going to go ahead and run that two more times. Most oh. labs are not
1: most labs are not right, so what of them i mean if I'm a patient and I'm hearing this and i'm hearing about lab fails and i've I've listened to the episode and i've heard people complain you know growers about you know their stuff getting failed or having different test results like from you, like what is the the main things that get failed like what uh, help us understand what failing is
4: mm. failing's a hard one to answer just because of the diversity of the analytes. Uh, If we take it by analyte class, heavy metals...
1: What's an analyte? uh,
4: An analyte is the individual line item. Uh, When you look at heavy metals, there's going to be four line items listed that you can fail for. That's uh, arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. Yeah.
1: Okay, we didn't hear you.
4: Oh, arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. Okay,
1: so growers use that to do what?
4: They try not to use that. Oh, okay. Um, It's generally present in two locations. It's going to be present in your soil... If you're outdoor, uh, you guys should look at maps on that. Uh, The state has really good data from all the testing that's been done on what is present in the ground and what is present in the water. Uh, You should be able to find that information online. Um, What else we got? So pesticides, pesticides, people, a lot of the times they're going to confuse, I didn't spray pesticides on my product, therefore there can be no pesticides on my product. Um, that's, That's a big misnomer. A lot of people will ring their grow for their indoor grow, which spray the hell out of the whole outside of it, and then their employees—what's ring? What do you mean? They're, they're going to spray a halo of pesticides around the outside of their grow and try and prevent pests from making it to their grow. Oh, and you're saying some of that gets in? Your employees won't stay on the sidewalk; they're going to walk through the grass and bring it in with them. Or the puppy love scenario: uh, people like to keep fleas and ticks off their their animals, you know, and then they they love on their dogs, and then they come into the grow and they start touching things. And, you know, you, that's pesticides that keeps those fleas and ticks off your dogs. So we've had Just people dip Just
1: cross-contamination. Yeah, cross-contamination.
4: Like you wouldn't believe.
1: Wow. So a lot of people thinking they're doing everything right, but then they're mad when you say, no, it's got this. And we're like, what are you talking about? We've never even done that. And yeah,
0: so if we weren't talking about cannabis, if we were talking about tomatoes, do you know what the amount of pesticides like would that f- would that so, fail for t- tomatoes I, I or not en- do you encourage
4: know? i would encourage you to look at it differently yeah less as tomatoes and more as vicodin or oxycontin okay uh which, it's treated as a medicine uh uh-huh. in this in this specific state and the standard it's held to is for medicine which uh, allows for which, pesticides but, or none? no just all the standards like the levels are much lower than it is for So we should
1: look all, at it that way, and why? Yeah, why it, should we look at it that because, way versus what she said?
4: Okay, so uh, from a good manufacturing standpoint, the, the contamination levels that you can have in food, uh, microbial aspergillus, for example, mm-hmm. you can go get milk chocolate from Walmart today. Mm-hmm. And you can go manufacture an edible, and you can take it in, and then you can fail for aspergillus contamination. Right. Um, and that's because aspergillus is used to manufacture chocolate. Um, and because it's present.
1: So are you saying you have a higher standard than hmm. the FDA, in a sense? We have yes. a
4: higher standard, and the test requirements of the analyte, analyte be lower.
0: Mm-hmm. be more time.
4: So we're held to a more stringent standard is a better way for me to say okay. it.
0: Because it's medicinal, but once mm-hmm. it goes recreational, then why? I welcome. I oh.
4: absolutely welcome whatever legislation pushes towards us. Uh, we're ready. To and it's just kind of
0: Art. up in the air for you guys so at this point. We don't
4: have any say uh, as to what the state will set the standards to. Um, we can adjust, however, our instruments are calibrated to meet whatever levels the state. Great will question.
1: Rise. That's a great answer. Do you think that the standards are going to get less?
4: I don't believe so. Well, it would
0: make it all very hard.
4: I think the state is very strong. Yeah, so the state is very strong on the fact that the smoking process and the applying flame uh, to cannabis inflames the tissues in the lungs, and they're very firm on using the World Health Organization's limits for inhaled products, and it's for the inpatient safety. I don't see the state coming off of that.
0: So you're saying they would be treating it like tobacco recreationally, I, but- I, I
4: can only speculate. I, all I can say is that we're happy to test it whatever yeah. they deem yeah, fit. Do
0: they bit. test tobacco? Yes, I guess, obviously, and yes. but- yeah.
4: Yes, so uh, if you look at the Code of Federal Regulation, they have specific regulations for every industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from food, uh, from food and pharmaceutical, uh, CFR 21, subpart 111. Uh, they have different levels for heavy metals. And different levels for microbial, um, but same general analytes. The same things that are going to make you sick in cannabis are going to make you sick in tomatoes. Does that answer your question?
2: (laughs) But the but the percentages are a lot. It's a lot lower percentages. The health the health food right the food. You can have more pesticides in that as opposed to cannabis.
4: So let let's dial it back to cricket legs. So there's a specific number of cricket legs that can be in a ketchup packet, and right. you you can't have any in cannabis. Right? Do you so know what? Uh, it's it it is just more stringent across the board.
2: Do you know what food? What canned food has the most bugs in it?
6: Mm. No, I'm no. almost scared to guess. Carrots, Corn. carrots. Oh. oh yeah, I believe that.
0: Don't believe it. He just <laughs> hates carrots. Oh. Don't believe.
2: It. I love raw carrots. I'm gonna go, I don't I'm like gonna tell cooked carrots. She can't feel or canned carrots. Hey. carrots no more. <laughs> but canned carrots have the most uh, insects in them as opposed to any other the canned vegetables. Sure.
4: Is that because they're more not delicious? carrots?
2: I lied. Green beans. Green beans. I lied. Do I hate all green all beans too, Katie? You're
1: Is that what you going to say? <laughs> Who can hate green bean casserole? That's like anti-American. Yeah. Green beans. It's mm-hmm. Definitely anti-Oklahoman. Tell you that much. Uh, all right, so when you're out and about, right? What is sales, right? I guess it's to growers and
5: yeah. So all I'm doing is trying to convince guys and, and gals that own grows and processors to use us as opposed to their other options in the state.
1: There's you know in sales, there's what's called objections. I'm not thinking of it that way, but what's the overall like pushback or complaint? not so much an objection on your guy's company, but overall, number one thing you hear when you go in and you talk to a, a grower, they go, you know, labs overall are... Blah.
6: You know, I think the two things that most of our clients are looking for, and oh, I'm hey. speaking oh. for Brandon here.
1: <laughs> um, I, we got the slap across the head there. <laughs> I saw that one. I,
6: I think the two things I hear every single day is we want the fastest and we want the cheapest. Those are the two things that... Every single one of our customers are looking for. Then a uh, third to that is typically quality. Now I can't say every single customer is that way. That's that's a that's a stretch. But I think generally the pushback I've heard has been, "Hey, who's oh, how man. fast can you be? How that's, cheap can you be?"
1: Well, it's kind of Oklahoma in general, right? Let's yeah. let's be real. No, that,
5: that that's that's that is that is what we're that is what it. Sh- that, why that's do you what it think?
1: Yeah. Sure. So why do they want it faster and cheaper?
4: Well (laughs) Okay. So my understanding of the small grows in Oklahoma is that out of necessity they run a JIT or just in time inventory. They put eighty to ninety percent of their total finances into every harvest in order to make the to make it big. Yeah. And because of that fast and cheap when you get down to the end right before it's time to sell?
1: They grew their business fast and cheap. They don't understand full business relationships, and so they're pushing back heavily trying to get more out of what they can.
4: And I'm not saying that's wrong because Coca-Cola runs a JIT inventory.
2: It all comes down to your gross profit percentage. How much are they growing this pound for? Uh, How many pounds do they have? Are they even going to have enough money to test it and make their money back from the crop? And I
4: think we can all agree that... Flower prices have plummeted. Oh yes. And so well, what
1: that, how does that affect your well, relationship with them?
4: So when when someone's having a very successful business, they're comfortable coming in and saying, "Please test my product. I want it right." Uh, when someone's margins are tight and they're trying to make payroll, we hear payroll word used a lot when samples get dropped off. Uh, hey, I've got to get these results back so I can make payroll. And, you know that that breaks your heart. You, you don't want people to be in a financial state where they their whole life hinges on you having to give them test results that they want
1: it's the rub you don't want to hear but it's the natural rub and flow of business and as a patient i don't want to hear the broken hardness but i also do want a cleaner end result and the purity comes from the business owners that can stay in business right like when we did the episode where you guys had to do all the changes for uh OMMA when they changed over to metric right like we lost people there because they didn't do what was right in business Mm -hmm. so as a patient then I also look and go okay if you're not doing right in business then you're probably not doing right in some other aspects too and so I made a point to kind of congratulate Katie and the other. I don't remember who else was here but somebody else had done all the work when there was plenty of people not doing the work and it's like the business owners that put in the work are going to get the better results, which creates a better relationship with you guys, and you don't have that rub back and forth.
4: It absolutely does. Um, I think people would benefit from understanding. Uh, just, I'd like to start by saying, please, if you're a client, come in, do the tour, ask the questions. Ask me, what's the best day to drop off samples? Does anybody in the room know the best day to drop off a sample? Tuesday. Monday. Why Why Tuesday? Monday.
1: Oh, every retail slow on Tuesday.
4: Okay, so you're <laughs> not wrong there, but Tuesday's great because it gives you two opportunities for test results. You're going to have Friday or Monday, and both of those give you a very pragmatic opportunity to run a business. So if I know that guaranteed I'm going to be able to ship my product Monday, I can have my transport scheduled. I can have my manifest built. I can be ready to go hit the ground running as soon as those test results hit. And what people need is they need that consistency. They they can't run their business on, it might be a 27-day turn time on test results. It also
2: depends on what time your guy gets there to pick him up.
4: Absolutely does. Uh, we don't heavily advertise, but <laughs> we, at 4 p.m. every day, if it is in a certain location in our laboratory, it's going on instrument. Yeah. And we move heaven and earth to make that happen, uh, you know, but... We try to make sure that we provide a consistent service to the
6: people that are dropping off.
2: And the people don't know that you guys pick up samples and you can drop them off yes.
6: both. Yeah. yeah, Ironically, that cutoff time is 4 p.m., yet our busiest time every single day is 4 p.m. to 5 p.m.
4: <laughs> yeah, pe- people shoot themselves in the foot missing that window. You know, if you can get to the laboratory between 1 and 3 p.m., you're getting a whole extra day. Uh, in lead time, but you can yeah.
1: probably see as the people that come in and are always handling their business, you can see why they're still rolling and doing okay
4: yeah, 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 well, I mean, you can see what's in the parking lot exactly we've got big windows
1: yeah what what does business overall look like for you guys right like I mean, how has if the industry with the economy with things always having this pretty much was up, but it's we're seeing quite a big trend, and we've had people in here, probably similar what you guys have heard, you know. Running short on some stuff or, you know, running into some problems. How's business overall for you guys? What do you think of the industry?
6: I think our business ebb and flows quite a bit with the industry. So Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. the industry uh, has been oversaturated, I may still be somewhat, um, business slows down a little bit. People aren't testing as much when they can't move their product. If they have 100 pounds in the warehouse and they can't sell it, why test the 200 pounds that just came off harvest? it's a, it's always that, that decision-making. So uh, we've seen some ebb and flow. Um, I'd say uh, middle of last year, really, really busy right when metric went live and we were transitioning. A lot of people were racing to get product tested before metric went live. And then a whole lot of people held product to get tested until after metric went live. So it was a busy good split. It was a very busy time. And we, yeah, ran thousands of tests in in a matter of months.
1: When you're out doing sales, how's how's everybody? I mean, a lot of people still still hurting. The industry growing. What do you think? You see
5: a little bit of A and B, right? So, I I, I definitely, it, obviously, nothing is as good, quote unquote, as it was, you know, two years ago, right? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot more. Because nobody business.
1: was working, we were all just smoking, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
2: I was working my ass off. (laughs) I I don't know know what you're talking about.
0: Everyone, the average person. When everyone else was Mm coveting, the canvas industry was working seven days a week. You guys right. were sitting at home and cannabis were sales,
1: alcohol sales, entertainment sales, everything skyrocketed because people weren't working. Well, yeah, right? if you can't leave the house, you know what? What are
5: you going to do? You're going to sit at sit at home and smoke, right? Exactly. So people people are buying more. It seemed like to me anyway. There's,
6: there's very little remote work in cannabis.
4: You're yeah. <laughs> in that office every day. I mean, I ended up with two COVID babies, so I mean, there were options.
1: <laughs> Same. Congratulations. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's awesome.
5: Uh, so overall, yeah, overall, I mean, I, I see, I see, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's crowded out there, right? It's, I see a lot of customers that were testing a lot with us or testing a lot less now, you know, um, or looking, you know, historically at the data that we had, we have a lot of customers that are testing less. We have some customers that went away. We've still got new customers coming on. I still hear at least, you know, once or twice a week, Hey, this is my first harvest. Help me out. What do I do? And,
0: oh, wow. Really? Oh yeah, and there's going to be a lot of that in probably a good three four months, I think, because a lot of the grows that there's a lot of grows for sale right now, and they're empty. So this is second generation, maybe Uh, third or fourth. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And
5: just because they say this is my first harvest, that may mean it's their first harvest with the license they just acquired, right? But if it's an
0: empty grow, it's going to take them three four months before they they have anything ready. Okay, but I mean,
1: okay, so let me ask this then. We did have quite a few grows go out of business. Yes. 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 We've had quite a few people now buy these grows. Yes. So as a patient, there's going to be a kind of a little bit of new growth. New flower out from people that hadn't grown before is basically what you're saying. Yeah, and and In so December, it's my
5: understanding, which
1: isn't bad and it's not good. I'm just, we're sure. just having a sure. It's my
5: understanding now. So uh, I've I've and, and I you know I'm not the be all end all answer for this question, but I've heard a lot of my customers tell me, "Hey, you know, I've got an operational uh, inspection, right?" And so mm-hmm. I had never heard that term prior to this year, and so it's my understanding that there were a lot of licenses that were issued but weren't being used, right? Uh, and so now what OMMA is is doing and I don't know if they were doing this before if I'm just hearing so about it now. People
1: were holding their license and not really doing well, anything. Once once uh, metric came in, now people started to have to actually show that they're doing something with Well, their I think license. just
5: as OMMA caught up, right? So there were, you got to think when when 788 or you know, when when everything started happening, nobody expected this. Like well,
0: Yeah. I didn't anyway. The operational person definitely does come around they don't even come in your door or Mm -hmm. anything they really just make sure that you're operational maybe if you're not operational they want to come in i think they're really trying to make sure you're not doing black market things they they
2: do come in your door
0: because (laughs) they don't shut down licenses that aren't actually operating is my point so i really think they're just looking for black market operations mostly so
5: i have a, a buddy who who was telling me he was like hey have you ever heard of one of these operational visits and I was like, "Huh? No, no." And he was like, "Yeah, they said they were going to come by. It's like an inspection." And I was like, "Oh, well, let me know how that goes." And and uh, he called me the next day, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, she came in. She was here for fifteen minutes. She wanted to see if we had done any business at all, like." And then that was it. Like, I don't know if he they, if they need to show her, you know, like manifest or something in metric activity or something yeah, like that. that was Operational
2: it. license. Well, you get your first your first visit. They come. They check everything. Your manifest. your yeah. Blah 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 blah. Operational license. They walk in look around see if you're doing business uh sometimes they will ask for an invoice or something and sometimes they won't yeah um, maybe if it's not blatantly obvious you're operating who knows yeah.
1: okay so we've had a an influx though, of new growers
5: i don't want to say an influx i it's just i still Percentage, hear constantly you think? about 20 50 um, oh i don't know i i couldn't begin to put a number on it no. two i like i said i get about they're, one,
2: they're one, not one, one, they 1 or 1 so i don't, a don't week. know the exact number yeah. of licenses
1: I yeah that, i know i'll licen- just no, but of new growers, like that's the fascinating. It's but like new growers. Same are coming license, to them. just new grower because they bought the license. Uh, uh, it was just my my curiosity of a, if there was a shot at it. You know, is that a is that that many that it's like ten percent? Is it? but you know it's hardly any you know that's what i meant was like just just rough shot of oh
5: no i mean it's less it's less than 5% oh okay for, for so it's not us, a, yeah. big influx, no, 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 a big influx no, there wasn't
1: a big turnover no. okay okay for, for
5: us anyway for what we see for what i see
1: yeah but you're going to kind of right, i mean it's going to be around the same for the rest of the industry i, would, yeah, I, would think, think, I would think i don't think there's that allegedly yeah allegedly I mean, right? people are
5: brave coming in right now golly i agree mm-hmm.
1: i agree that's why i'm surprised
0: but what i but to my point, these people won't be testing for months. They won't see yeah, them that's yet. True. That's, true. that's true. They won't you're just gonna see a decline in tests because the people that were growing are not anymore. Yeah. And now the new people aren't ready to test yet. So really they don't know the answer yet. We may be seeing, <laughs> we may be seeing uh, Thanks, just the first
5: <laughs> you know, wave influx of people that started grabbing license before they heard about the moratorium, you know? Who knows? Yeah. So
1: as, as a sales guy, what do you think about recreational?
5: Uh, personally, what do I, what do I think about recreational? I, so I'm, you know, I don't know if the company agrees with this or not, but I'm of the mindset that I'm of the mindset that for as far as for businesses, right? That anytime there's an opportunity to have more customers slash patients, it's better, right? Now I've talked, I've spoke with a lot of Growers, processors, and it it the industry is like split right down the middle on it. Right, businesses are for it or they're against it. We're we're as a company, we're ready for it if it happens. Right, we're 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 going to make ourselves available for the influx of customer or for the influx of of tests samples if need be. Um, so as a business, we're prepared for it. We the business we don't really have a we don't have an a, an opinion on it either way. Right, me as a person, I think that it would just create. You know
2: more, but I I don't I haven't looked into the legislation either. Yeah, I I think that we need to get the medical program dialed in first, and then we go recreational. Like medical program, it's not it's just not there right now, like where it needs to be.
4: I, I'm interested to get your perspective on that. Where are we looking for improvement? What do you think is seriously lacking? Me personally,
2: the medical program. It's a uh, like kind of like he said, the legislature's not really. I'm, I don't follow it. I just hear some stuff um, that I I do look up to see if it's true. But then I'm like, yeah, this part isn't fixed. But anything off the top of my head, I would just be speculating because I don't know the truth on everything. But some stuff I will research. But Katie probably knows better than I do. She reads all the the things.
1: Well, I I would say... Well, go ahead, Katie. Uh, I
0: feel like they were kind of baby-stepping us into this from the beginning and I think they rolled out metric in preparation to put that in place before recreational. I think they are pretty much doing the things that everyone has been asking for and I also I mean all the taxes and the things that they're about to roll out next year are excessive and going to put a lot of people out of business but we knew that from the beginning. I, I feel like if you knew how to run a business and how Government usually, how government-run businesses usually work, we're kind of following a lot of the same footsteps. It's not that crazy, but
5: the government going government, you know what I mean, one way or the other. Yeah, they're they're gonna do it. So this is, and this is just a question for you guys, right? Because this is something I'm genuinely curious of. So I've heard a lot of people for, I've heard a lot of people against. Me, personally, I have a question for you guys because you're a business owner. You, you, have pa- you have customers, patients directly here, right? <laughs> so this is for you guys. So we are in a state, right, where we are, histo- we are a very red state, right? You have a lot of gun owners. You have a lot of people that would probably use, consume cannabis, right? Um, but a lot of people don't understand how medical cards work. They just know that, and this is me speculating, this is me just thinking, you know, trying to trying to dive into somebody else's mind, right? But they're of the mindset like, okay, I've got to give the government my information, right, mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to consume marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this.
1: Not just that. They believe in, unless it got changed, there's a lot of people that have a problem with getting their card because they carry a gun.
5: Yeah, and it's my understanding. So there's, this is my understanding, Right. <laughs> Yeah, so there are there are federal law, right? Which fe- in federal law, we can't have cannabis anyway, right? But um, it's my understanding that federal the federal government at the time of this was basically like, eh, we turn a blind eye to it, don't let it bleed across into states where it's illegal, and we're going to keep our hands out of it, right? Basically, that's, that's my understanding of it. So now you have something we're already all, you know, federal felons anyway, right? So. If, if that's how that goes, right? Because uh, to that! Right, <laughs> yeah, cheers. No, um. So my question is, is how do you think it's going to affect your business, right? So my, I'm of the opinion that if if we're recreational here, there's no need for anything other than a driver's license or state ID proving that you're over the age of 18 or 21 or whatever it's going to be, right? I think that there are a lot of people in the state of Oklahoma, specifically, right? that are very much like, I don't want the government know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's same reason why we're constitutional carry here, right? I don't want to register nothing, right? So how do you, do you think that it, that the pros outweigh the cons for recreational, for you as a business owner? I'm not talking about any of the taxes that's going to roll out. I'm not talking about any of the legislation just cut blank. Do you think that it will create more patients or more consumers? Because I do. And that's why I'm kind of of the mindset, well, do we wait as a state to try to get better legislation that may or may not happen? Or do we just say the government's probably going to get their hands in it one way or the other? We might as well just try to create more consumers for us as businesses. And that's just a question. I'm, I'm just it asking. It would be a
1: change I, of Oklahoma philosophy.
0: I think that if... I think that, it, yes, it will create more patience, definitely. we. Ha- I had two guys yesterday stop in from out of state and they wanted to purchase they don't have a card obviously they can't but if it's recreational they can so yes it creates more patience and is it all good no is it going to be perfect no but if it goes to a popular vote I think the people are going to pass it through if it went to an industry vote I think it might be split or failed but if it goes to a people-wide vote they're going to pass it through.
1: And the reason why I joked about change of philosophy is you, you change it from cannabis to oil, everybody's voting. But, right, like, it's a change of philosophy if there's money in another part of the state. It, it really, the amount of. of I saw, I think, was it. I don't think it was Rogan, but it was somebody, it was a national person that came across my feed, posted something about, or maybe it was 420. I follow a 420 account, maybe it was them. And they talked about the amount of, of, of revenue that would be generated for the state. And overall, for the economy, out of going recreational.
5: Think think about this. Think about how strict the cannabis laws are in Texas, right? So, I mean, I, I think can't you still get like in trouble for simple possession in
0: Texas? Yeah, you can get a felony for having a card. What does buying that card. do
5: for the southern part of Oklahoma business? Because you know because they're not breaking a rule by coming over, buying and consuming cannabis in Oklahoma, right? I, I think there's definitely a lot of pros and cons, right? For sure, but I, I'm so I'm salesman, of, of
1: course, right? Because
5: obviously,
3: uh, absolutely, yes. which they is just what they call it D nine. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, right. That's a thing. Yeah. It is a thing.
5: Disclaimer: This is the opinion of Brandon Fountain, your buddy, not OKC. T- no, I'm just kidding. Yeah,
1: yeah. But no, I mean I, that's why I'm glad you bring it up because yeah. it is a, as the sales guys, it's about money, right? Like. And this would be a change well, of we, financial status for the state of Oklahoma. Well, let's be honest; we're all here. You're right. Yeah, like, we're all
5: here to make. You know, we're, we're all here. We have to, we, our business has to succeed, right? Or we all have to switch industries. But well we
1: hear it from from people that are, are distributing to parts of the the state that borders other states, right? Like, and we hear about those are the busiest spots, right? Oh man, they're yeah, surprised 100%. at how much those areas of the state generate.
5: Roland, Salasaw, that area down there, yeah. Durant, Duncan, mm-hmm. man, those are like. Those those places did they even exist before the cannabis industry?
1: Oh yeah. If you next time you're in South, Saw, have you gone to White Horse Mountain Barbecue?
5: No, I haven't.
1: Got to. It's on Good. the old. You you got to take the south. I think it's South 59 or 51, whatever. When when it you got to break off because I used to take that to go to school in Arkansas. 59 is what it is, is it? 59. Is. And so they moved. They moved the the highway and they built a new highway around it. So you got to kind of go a bit. But it's one of these old shack like. You smell the barbecue when you get out. There's hundreds of these photos of presidents and all these different people that have flown in and eaten there. Next time you're in Southside, you you got to go find it. it. You got to.
5: It's a cool place. I you know I fancy myself a barbecue
2: connoisseur, so.
5: I'm in. Rightfully
2: so. Challenge accepted. Challenge yeah.
1: accepted. Yeah. I had that competition with people in different parts of the, the state in, in my business and what I do. In Kansas City versus Texas. and I would go travel down to All right, got to I ask. Kansas City, b-
5: Texas, what, 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 what kind? What do you prefer? Oklahoma. Well, okay. Ah, no, was, all right. That's there what you I saying. Right, right. There we go. We all would right.
1: fight against them, right? So like that's it. what I mean. Yeah. We
5: like the sauce. Favorite yeah. barbecue spot in Tulsa?
1: Go. My house. Mm.
5: Oh, come on. All right, where I can go and, and pay money to buy and sit down. Come on. And if you go ahead and say your house cuz I'll be over. It's yeah, I, I've already missed house. dinner. My wife's already mad at me. So yeah, might as well. No, I'm kidding.
1: I struggle getting barbecue out, but I, Billy Ray's. I would That's what I was going to say too. Billy Ray's Billy is Ray's.
5: good. So I grew up on the West Side, right? So Billy Ray's is good. Their catfish is awesome. Have you guys been to Burnco? Yes, I have, I have
1: not. Everybody talks about it, but I have, Burn, yes. I've
5: Burnco is pretty good. Now, it, it's it's a tragedy. Trav whatever. Down downtown. The location what is it, on Detroit or
2: Right, right or, on the corner. Bro
5: yeah, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Uh, yeah, burned down. But uh, the best, in my opinion, the best barbecue place burned down several years ago. There was a place in, it's in Tulsa, I think, technically, but it's on the Sand Springs line. Way up. Naughty Pine, the original yep. oh, Naughty yeah, Pine. yeah, 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 absolutely. No, man, yep. I have the best memories as a kid of sitting in there. The tea was entirely too sweet to drink, but they had that shaved ice, so they fill it up with mm-hmm. the sweet tea, and then like five minutes in, it's like the perfect consistency. Did you go when they reopened? No,
1: nobody else did either. That's no. why they closed.
5: Yeah, I know. I feel horrible.
1: It was. It was. It, it, what it, what it, do you it, mean it,
5: when they? Re- oh, when, yeah, because they in the yeah, town in the Town West go. Shopping mm-hmm. Center or the uh, not Town West, but. Yep. Um, I think it was that's a Crystal it's City or something, something like that. Over there by City. westbound. It's Crystal. West side. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's right next okay. to westbound. I saw that. See, I saw a place I was driving by and that's I was That's my point. Nobody yeah.
1: else went. It was almost the same but not as good. Was it
5: though? Was it, it almost was, the same? It was same?
1: almost the same. Man, I feel like when
5: I feel like when the smoke pit burns down, it's like you can't get that flavor back,
2: right? Yeah, years and years and years. Just
5: almost I mean, yeah,
1: years the same, right? Like Almost, and all the
5: cigarette butts that were flicked in that flame, oh, right. do you know, to give it just a, the right amount of seasoning on that on those ribs? That's it.
1: That's the way it goes.
5: That little nicotine twinge, yeah. That's come on. That's guys, how you that's, get hooked to barbecue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's why we're all overweight. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> What's your? What are you a, a brisket? Are you a rib? What are you?
5: Uh, man, I so I do like brisket. I I shouldn't, man. I I like I like pig, dude. All the pig. I'll eat a pig from the rooter to the tutor, man. The whole thing's good, all of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, baby back ribs. That's me. Yeah, you your ribs. You got them wet or dry? Dry. Yeah, good. Call. I'm a dry guy, yeah, honestly. Yeah,
5: yeah. I yeah. so crazy about me when we're talking about chicken wings, like pre barbecue. I'll take a dry rub over <laughs> oh, over anything Absolutely. wet all day long. All personally. right. So
1: what's on Same. the menu for the Super Bowl? You guys doing anything?
0: Oh, yeah, they've been. Ta- oh, the family text is like going mad about wings and what was. That's what made me wings, think of ribs. Things. Italian beef. I didn't even comment because I was like, "I'm." it's just going to get too hectic and too many things. Well, we Boy stopped food. by
1: Siggy's already because if mm. anybody doesn't shop at Siggy's, that's a place to get some great meats. Yes. But if you
0: don't go there
1: early enough, they go, like for New Year's, gone. Any holidays, you got to get there early. So I, we already stopped by. Hmm. Uh, we so if you take Ciggies. a deer, and if you kill a deer yep, and you take it there, the
5: I'm telling you guys right now, if you like deer, right? They make the best jalapeno cheddar deer sausage that there ever was, I think, ever.
1: And there's a good there's if you just go in you can get a jalapeno chicken.
5: Okay, I'm in. And it's yeah, it's just as
1: eh. yeah, it's very good. Yeah.
5: Oh yard S- pimp, I'm in.
1: Yeah, Siggy's <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of. Uh, they got a, a great selection of steaks and then they have a what's called a picanha.
5: Yeah, Brazilian. It's cut. a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, cut. absolutely. Ah, oh, dude. I'm in. Best have steak you been to ever. that Texas Day Brazil?
1: Uh, not the one here It's pretty good, yeah, yeah. There's
5: another, so it, from what I, I don't know uh, But there's, it's supposed to be like another Brazilian steakhouse that's popular
1: uh, So there was one at 61st and Sheridan That was Gaucho. Gaucho Yeah, and okay And that's the one I used to go no, to there's a I loved that one Del No uh, I, don't
5: know.
1: I can't don't remember, know. there's a chain,
5: there's a chain that everybody. all my friends, you know, like from, that aren't from Oklahoma
1: Did you guys ever go to the Gaucho? I don't remember that. No? Yeah, that that's a weird shopping center. It was popular for a little bit with some stuff in there, but it's an odd...
5: I can't get my money's worth out now, man. So I had yeah. weight loss surgery like two years ago, and so I can't eat anything. But before, oh my God, put him out of business. He walk in there, I'm like, just 60 bucks? Let's go. Yeah, challenge accepted. Yeah, come on. Oh, you're really going to keep coming until I tell you to stop, huh? We'll see about that. Yeah, you're going to throw me out of here. So
1: you're an El Chico <laughs> fan too, huh? You got uh, the little...
5: No, you're thinking of ponchos. I
1: thought it was El Chico too, I thought they both did it. Ponchos. But Ponchos, yeah. that was
5: the, the Mexican buffet over yeah. there on Admiral. Ooh, come on, okay. that's what I'm talking about. All the good places are gone now that <laughs> weed's legal. What happened?
1: Man, COVID, <laughs> killed, <the weed>. COVID <laughs> killed a lot. They're I all did. gone now.
5: Yeah. All the good. So places.
1: speaking of weed, there's something we always do like to discuss. We just happen to get into it later. This is an episode that's flip-flopped.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, but speaking of cannabis. Well, are you guys cannabis users?
5: Oh, my gosh. You guys can't ask us that. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Uh, So me personally, yeah, I, I'm not like
1: a...
0: Marshall likes to hear about the very first time that you consume cannabis. I
1: mean, I oh guess I'm the gosh. only one, so don't worry about what they So, I, 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 am,
5: I, I, am a, I am a patient, right? I do have a patient card. Um, I am not like a soup so I believe everything has a, a, a use, right? So, I don't just smoke like all day long just to smoke, right? It's not me personally. I use cannabis for sleep, right? It, it is 100% tell me. I'm the guy, though, so smoke, not a problem. Edibles, problem, right? So I eat more than 5, 10 milligrams. I'll, like, heptic shock. Like, I'll shake in my bed for 45 minutes. I don't know (laughs) why. I have no clue what it is about the edibles. But those
1: of you that have done edibles and had those 45 Mm, minutes of shakes in your bed, you can actually have some pretty fun time, though, right? Can
5: you? Because I never did. (laughs) Oh, just (laughs)
1: put on the right music? I've been in those moments, and then Ooh. I found out if I just get the right music, then I can get my brain going a certain way, and and I can get out of those. That's so why I see these like ten thousand milligram bars. I'm like, oh my god, oh, yeah, I would be the first too.
5: cannabis death ever.
1: But I miss. So <laughs> this is a funny conversation because we've talked about you know assuming too many vitamins at one time or the amount of RSO I take or something like that. Like there is a thing which I guess is why people like do that, like cycle down or whatever. I I miss those. I miss times, and I'll try and almost overdose, turn on some music, so I can have this forty-five <laughs> minutes of like. But I just can't get there anymore. I never have those moments, and I miss them. It's because the weed's not good I can't detox. My <laughs> yeah. body's too much. I can't do it. That's no, just because we didn't
5: know what we were smoking out of brick weed back in the days. That's what it was. Oh, no. That's the
1: die was no, different. No, no. For me, this was three years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was three years ago for me. Yeah, oh, that's good stuff. so those were wild moments, and I missed those guys. Yeah,
2: <laughs> see how they deflected that question.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Who that was
3: good? <laughs> no, I did. Oh, hold
1: on.
2: no. All his right. what it was was how old were you when you <gasps> first tried? What'd you smoke out of? Like, was oh, it like you, a tin can.
5: Listen, or? I'm just the sales guy. I'll be what? honest with you. I was uh, yes, I absolutely. It was out of a. Um, no, so it was. I don't know. I can't remember if it was out of a tin can or so. There was a crazy. Do you remember those little brass pipes that had the sliding top, and then it had the it had the uh had the it had the carb on the side that was another tube that was just slightly smaller around than the main tube that you pull it out of? Right. Okay, that was it was either that or a pop can. For, man, I was young. Okay, I was I was I was, I was troubled youth. Okay, I wasn't thirteen <laughs>
2: ish. Makes
1: you know, the man. best salesman for this I industry, was, right? Um, I mean, come
5: on. I was <laughs> probably what? What are you in sixth grade? Was that about twelve? Yeah. Uh, 12, 13, somewhere around That's there. The yeah, is, really 13, That's,
1: yeah. yes. That's the majority. It is, really is.
5: That's the and mean. In age? So, what's in so a- funny a- is. A- is mean, uh, or what is it? Yeah. I, it was by someone that was entirely too old to be giving pot to kids. Uh, We've heard that he, before. It was, it was a neighbor, right? <laughs> the, the best neighbor. was
1: my aunt gave it to me, and it's like, oh.
5: Yeah, and then I found out my mom smoked, right? And I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Where you keep it, Mom? Yeah, you know, just watch. <laughs> kind of, I, if you ever watched the Cat Williams episode, every time I smell like pine cones, Mama be tripping, Daddy be tripping. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I, I walk in, I smell, i be like,
1: "What is that?"
5: And she would always be super chill. And I'm like, "Okay, something's up here. It's time to investigate. I investigate the dresser when so she. So you started
1: snaking from your mom? Absolutely, that a boy. Uh,
5: yeah, don't we all? Um, but yeah. Uh, is that
4: not what you
1: guys did? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. About what about did you do? You Let's put them on the spot. What did you do?
4: All right. So I still have the super healthy fear that my mother will beat me to death. If <laughs> I... <laughs> and she won't hesitate either. Like we, my... Don't worry.
1: She doesn't listen. Yeah.
4: So my parents actually owned <laughs> yes. a transport agency. And so they got into cannabis, did transport, and still, you know, wholesale opposed to it and then pull you apart at Christmas. Like, you smoking the reefer?
1: and that's know, hilarious i haven't heard that oh man they
4: they're still so strong you know we mm-hmm. talked about our most
1: people in the industry are like we've been doing it a while yeah so that's interesting yeah
4: yeah i mean it, if it went recreational we were talking about it earlier if it goes recreational i'll probably sit down and Give it a good old fashioned try, but
1: okay. So you haven't either. No, and his well, was first experience your, will be your, with me. I was talking about your parents. So your oh. parents oh, can Oh no, my parents... my parents
4: would legitimately kill me. I, I get so it. Okay, you yeah. so you so haven't your either. When you yeah. smoke. Oh, I mean, well, we could probably get them on the show if it makes oh. feel better.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could get
4: three of like the least social human beings on this couch and have the time of your life.
1: Nice. <laughs> All right, so recreational, you two are smoking, huh?
4: I'm yeah, smoking anyway. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you're in, huh? Yeah, I mean, might as well at that point. Okay, curiosity, I, but for no, me, no, no crazy, no.
4: bullshit. just okay, the, go the, ahead. the good old fashioned regular
1: plant. Yeah, 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 okay, all good <laughs> for me. And, and we've talked about this. Is, is there was a little bit when it passed, and I was not a consumer in previously in my life, I never was. I'm, I'm a, I don't want to say true patient like others aren't, but. I mean, I, the only reason I started using cannabis was to be as a patient to to help my mind and then my body. So I never partook before. And there was a little bit of a period of guilt, which we've talked about is from a a smoker, becoming a smoker, becoming that person so that's why eating. i preface this question to tell you that story what is it that hasn't like why have you not up until now and then what is it about recreational that's going to allow you to then consume
4: okay so up until now if we're going to rewind to pineapple express that beginning intro where they go illegal and stamp it all right so my family are the the military quote by the yeah way. the my family are those people sitting there making that decision going this is bullshit, this is illegal, we can't tax this, or however they came to that decision. Sure. Um and they, they've stuck with it since the fifties. But as a, a family man and a family person, you know, if that's the standard you're raised in, that's what you kind of stuck with. But at as for other uses, huge proponent for C B N gummies. I don't know if anybody's familiar. Um C B N gummies do help insomniacs tremendously from what I've been told, not a medical endorsement, but
2: I'm more of a, like a one-to-one or CBN. I don't like taking high milligrams. Mm -hmm. I use it for sleep. Yes. And that's, that's me. So,
1: so I follow you a bit because, and, and, and I never talked to my dad about it. mm Uh, my mom, I've still yet to discuss with, um, she's asked how I get through the pain and she asked if I did, uh, if I've gotten into pain medicines and I've just, no mom, I, I don't take pain pills we've never bridged that gap, but you know, for my dad, he was kind of that matriarch type of dude too. And, and we always, as a family did what he kind of said, I was looking forward to as a, as a consumer and, and not discussing it yet with him. But then when he got cancer, I looked forward to the opportunity to start to begin to give it to him. You yeah. know, even though it was so against his whole entire life. And especially for any of us that grew up in the eighties, right? like, mm-hmm. It was so, an 80s, and it was just, it was so wrong. And so to be able to give it to him, unfortunately, and good for him at the same time, he passed before he got to that point. But I, I, I really wanted, and I looked forward to giving it to him and having him experience it. Have you thought about that with your family? Has that been a thing where you go, you know, we we're in this industry. We would just like to maybe try it
4: you know, I just in lab testing, you get, I don't know, weird feels about the whole thing. Yeah. The whole not getting high on your own supply, not ever, you got to play the part. You have to appear to be pure neutral. So when people come to me at the lab, I want them to feel like they're getting the exact laboratory that they're looking for. And, you know, not some of the so other So for businesses. more
1: of a professional side, you don't yeah. want to do it.
4: So I, I think I would consider... At rec at the recreational level, I think I'd consider consuming in my personal time, uh, but never, never anything.
3: Like yeah, daytime. medical. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, cool, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah,
5: man. That kind of brings me back to one more point I was wanting to say. So you know, th- another thing about us as a laboratory, right? And I don't mean to like flop s- topics, but something I wanted to go back to. So he was talking about appearing neutral, right? One thing that we try to do at our lab, right, is that. We were talking about retesting earlier, right? We don't charge to retest. We we told you that, right? So, think of think of how that think of how that works, right? There's there's it costs us money every time we do a retest on anything, right? We're the only persons out money if we're not charging you. So that as a as a as somebody that was wanting to you know think about using a lab, it would be something I would think about. Well. Does it cost them money to retest? If they're not charging me, why would they, there shouldn't ever be a question in any of our customers' minds, right? Where, well, did you just fail me so I could get more, get more money out of me or whatever? Well, no, because it costs us money if we fail you, right? Obviously, we're going to, we're gonna go with, with, the data is the data, right, period. But we don't ever want that to be a question in our customers' mind, right? Like, no, it, we're, not, we're not incentivizing
2: a fail at all. That brings me to a point. There's a rumor going around that a lab has to fill so many people per year. That's a, it's a rumor going around that I've heard, which I, I don't believe it. That, but you guys can set the story straight.
4: Absolutely not.
2: Okay, good. Um,
4: so on the subject of retests and not charging for the primary retest, one of the things we've been exploring as a laboratory in the last six months is working towards how do we provide the service beyond... Um, beyond the point of sale. So you come in and you have the intent of purchasing uh, compliance testing so that what most people care about is that their product is released in metrics, so that they can begin to transfer and sell it. Um, How do we interact with the customer beyond that? And so a lot of people get a failure and it's the end of their world and then they don't have any guidance or any opportunity to probe that. One of the first things we've put together is the total yeast and mold testing. We have an environmental swab kit that will give you. It's got a list of recommendations saying, hey, these are the things other people in your position have found to be sources of contamination. You can use this swab and check these 10, 10 12 specific spots and isolate what actually needs to be cleaned in your grow. What, Where specifically are you having problems? And what we're not going to do is we don't charge you. If you're failing for total yeast and mold, you don't pay for every other micro assay. You only pay for total yeast and mold. So I, I believe that's twenty-five dollars instead of a hundred dollars per swab. And so, trying to work with the grows with the uh, processors so that they can be a little more pinpoint accurate on how to uh, how to how to best remediate their facility, not just their product.
5: Yeah, and that's just that's one thing, right? So we have people all the time. You know they see they've changed something right not and 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 believe it or not, so I deal a lot of times i don't I don't deal with the grower, right, I deal with the business owner, and they're like well i don't know i haven't changed a thing, and why all of a sudden am I failing for pesticides, or why was I failing for heavy metal?" Well, a lot of times, the owner is not the one that is growing, right? And so they're, they he asks, like, well, Unless what it's what, Cornelius.
1: What yeah. <laughs> that dude's what, always growing.
5: What happened? What caused this? And they don't have an answer because they don't know. And And this has happened. Obviously, I'm not going to name names, but it's happened in the past where – Brandon, there's no possible way that I'm failing for the – and I think in, in you know this particular incident, it was like spiromesophen or something, which is a pesticide. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, There's no way. We haven't changed anything. We haven't changed anything at all, Brandon. This doesn't make any sense. So you guys aren't cleaning your instruments. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so – and, and what, it, what it came out to be was we came out, right, or I came out, and I collected samples of every chemical that was in the grow, right? Everything. Everything that looked like a liquid was sitting in a bottle. Because a lot of times, you know, they're old. They refill them. They put stuff in them. The labels scratched off, whatever. And and we, and I brought it back to the lab. And, and 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 this specific customer, right? It was a good customer. They they've done a lot of testing with us. I didn't want to charge them for it, right? I didn't charge them much of any. I don't think we charged them anything at all. We did it for free, actually. We did eighteen, like eighteen something tests for pesticides just screenings, right? Just to see what was in there. Found a problem. It was in a spray bottle. That didn't have any marking on it. actually it had some scribble from sharpie but we, it was until intelli- you couldn't read it and i tell him like hey cuz i labeled it when i wrote it down right i said spray bottle right and i put that on the sample put that on you know that's what was sent in that was what it was like an ungodly amount of spyromess like it was like straight spyromessvin whatever you know whatever that was that was the, the chemical that was in it and they go back and they're like, "Yo, who's using this? What is this?" And they hired a grower. They told him not to bring anything. Use it. The guy was like, "Oh man, I've been growing for you know a while. I've been I use this at my stuff at home." <laughs> yeah, and that's what they were it spraying. Like and they, they sprayed too. it on the mothers. I they had it on the mothers. They had it on the clones. We took clippings from leaves, right? And and I didn't. And that that's what thing I, I don't want. See, testing in Oklahoma it's very transactional, right? And to an extent it has to be right because we you know we can't be too much involved with you We're, we have to maintain a level of neutrality to help right to just to give you trust that your data is neutral right mm-hmm. but on on a customer service standpoint man i want to have a relationship like i want to help you if i can right if if that's what it is if you guys are popping hot for heavy metals a lot of labs don't give you a way to explore why that's happening we're trying to do that, right? We try to do that, and anybody who's listening, who if you guys have known, and I don't know if you guys have had ever ever had anything like that, but we we do a lot to try to explore those kind of options with right? you. You consider
1: that the toughest part of what you do, trying to explain that to people. Yeah, it is because tough. most people are always fighting you.
5: For me personally, for me personally, yeah. it's tough because like you can't. It's hard to explain that to a lot of people because they don't understand. Right? It's yeah. it's it's not. You may have not done anything wrong. We have grows out in you know rural Oklahoma. All we Oklahoma. hear is that
1: you blame the labs, it's, right? All we hear is blame the labs, blame the labs. Oh, this lab didn't do this. This lab didn't do that. And to your point, sometimes there's a random. Right, That's why I joked about. that sounds like Oklahoma. Wow, well, I've been growing for years, right? Yeah. That's what was so beneficial about Omma, right? All these people and we they came in. Week after week. Well, I've been in this industry. I've been, I'm so happy to grow now. I'm so happy to be a part of this thing that used to be, I had to hide it in a closet. Or uh, I think even Cornelius was the guy that used to grow out of uh, OU, right? When he told that story years ago, right? So for him to, to be out of hiding now into, like, he's got an actual legit life now to be able to do his passion but they don't, all, not Cornelius, right? It's just a guy. He never grew illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right?
5: I know Cornelius, that never
1: happened. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, he said it on the podcast, his first one. like. So, nope, never happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro, no, bro. <laughs> and <Deep fake>. and <laughs> <laughs> but, but so that's the, it seems to be the cycle now. Hold on, I'll get to my point. It seems to be the cycle now. Not Cornelius, but so many of these people that have hoped and dreamed for this moment And they were able to get into it. And now the bitching overall of it's the labs and to hear the lab now go, yeah, we do have some problems and we do redo some testings. And we have agreed that there's some mistakes, right? I think is what you said earlier. Like we can understand where there's something that happens, but overall, overall, there's a lot of times some guy that, I, I've been doing this for years. I'm ready to get into it. We fight that in my industry, right? Like, there's a lot of the industries that fight that. This, this, this hope that I'm into it, but they just don't understand all the business aspects of it that you can't bring a random spray bottle in and start spraying people's products that they're consuming. So at that aspect, we go, I think this is the first time. I think in the episodes, I've been like, "Go lab," right? Well, like, and and, well, yeah, and, and we that's them. like we most la- most of these are like anti lab, and I am going, yeah, these fuck these labs, and now I am going go lab.
0: Well, the growers get really discouraged when their product is being sold on a THC basis, and their way- they their hoping and waiting on certain percentages and feel like the labs have control over that. It's just, they're, they're pinching their pennies. A lot of them are waiting on payroll, all that stuff. It's, it's an oversaturated market. It's, it's that they're, they're trying to make it work and it's, it's hard. That's but also difficult. they're tra- they don't realize that we all need each other. Like if the industry isn't all working and if there isn't if it's just you again you can't provide for the whole state like you can't do all these jobs we need everybody
4: so do you think standardized bud tender training to better educate the clientele or the patients
1: hang up there as omma has told the bud tenders they cannot actually offer medication that
0: really yes yes
1: and that's the the, if we want to say that F word, that's the effed up part of this whole medical. Yeah, but OMMA they doesn't want us. As a patient, I go in and anything. I have to. I want to ask questions for me. But mm-hmm. we've realized, we but, think it's uh, insurance, it's money, it's it's all this of not wanting, you know, because there's the anti-federal part. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's reasons why they want to do it. I think this would be a fun episode. If we could get an OMMA rep on an episode, that'd be a lot of fun, right? Good luck, right?
0: Good luck. But
4: I'll introduce you, but... <laughs> yeah, good luck. No guarantees. Yeah,
0: I get it.
4: Get her over here.
0: But I've been a bud tender for... Three years, and it's really hard to educate people. I absolutely believe you understand. um, As a whole,
4: when no, I can't do that. But uh, when you talk to people and you're trying to help them uh, navigate their needs for whatever what is ailing them, be Mm -hmm. it anti-inflammatory or insomnia, some of the things that we've talked about, and there are there's information out there, and I don't know the legality of what you're allowed to provide. But the the same situation that you experience is the same that we go through as a laboratory when we have to tell people that, hey, I know this is your life savings, but it, it's not safe for human consumption. And that is probably – you asked Brandon what the worst part of his job was, and it's calling people to tell them, hey, I know you gave it your best, but I'm sorry. Time to remediate. Yeah. Well.
1: What is that word? You got to
3: think.
5: So heavy metals, pesticides, there's no remediation. It's destroyed. Okay, hold on.
1: But you guys, you said that word earlier. What's remediation? So remediate,
5: decontaminate, right? So it basically means with certain things like microbials, with uh, technically moisture, uh, with uh, residual solvents, you can remediate or decontaminate, right? So if I grow some flour, right, and it has mold, and I test it in a test pot, and it fails. It's not done there, right? You can concentrate it. You can use one of many methods to decontaminate the mold, right? To kill the mold, basically, and then retest it, and and, and it can. And if it passes, then it. But can if be it's sold. the
1: minerals because it's been soaked up in the soil and it's in the plant, if it's something like that, right. because heavy they metals pesticides. Yeah, if they yeah. haven't grown correctly,
5: they are. They are. They're um, sol. Yeah, they are. There are. Um, so
1: here is if you want to talk about the number one question that I've always sense. had is I'm going to go back to this one, and I would love your guys' answer, especially yours, because what makes He's pointing at the smart guy right, right? pointing at the smart guy? There's everybody who doesn't smoke weed who doesn't <laughs> smoke weed, right? But everybody gives different answers. What makes us cough on one flower versus the other?
3: Ooh.
4: Um, So coughing, I can't answer that. But if That's, I had to yeah, take a stab at I it, I thought you. Were, I okay, would say yeah. that take a stab. Uh, It's going to have to do with particle size and the amount of flame getting to the lung tissue, and so the inflammation of the lung is causing a an involuntary response. So. The finer your particles, the more trichomes on what you're smoking, the more you're going to end up coughing. If
0: I had to take
1: a just an animal. I thought you were going to go with the, the minerals in the soil and all no. the stuff that goes into no, the. No, all of that stuff. That's
0: because he hasn't smoked because sometimes <laughs> that cough or that tickle hits you five minutes after you smoked. So you're just thinking about like when you're actually smoking. Yeah. Where, as a cannabis consumer, no yeah, yeah, you have no idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: I, that's why I thought it was going to be a yeah. fascinating question. I really yeah. did. <laughs> I really thought, it, you know,
2: I feel it's due to what terpenes are yeah. in the flour mm-hmm. that's going to make talk- you cough.
1: Because sometimes I'll take a, 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 a you know, these pins or, or whatever, and s- depends on the strain, I'll start having a decongestion in a sense. I'll start sneezing, I'll start having some running. But it depends on the strain, right, because of the terpene.
0: These – his daughter, a week or two ago, she had an allergic reaction to just citrus peel, and she went to the doctor, and, I mean, it was, like, giving her rashes and everything, and they said it's the limonene terpene, and – A couple weeks ago, I had some concentrates come through the store. I have not purchased them because, honestly, it does kind of frighten me that terpenes are getting so high in some of these concentrates that I feel like it is going to kick in people's allergies. People are about to have a lot more allergies due to the cannabis they're consuming.
4: So on concentrates, carts specifically. Um, These
0: things were like at 22% terpenes. (laughs) So I would.
4: Seems be, legit. I would love to see that because my understanding is when your terpenes get that high, it solvates the plastic in the cart. So they,
0: it was a concentrate in a glass jar, like okay. you're smoking dabs. So but I thought we still it, don't you feel like that could kick in someone's allergies?
4: It, it makes logistic sense to me. It,
0: that's that's kind of what I felt like. It uh, seemed dangerous. <laughs> quick
4: question for you. So we hear the term at the laboratory a lot. uh, Top Shelf Bud, and I want to know from your industry, from from where you guys are, what is Top Shelf Bud? (laughs) Because I've seen C of A's that say 45% total THC, and I've seen C of A's, we're talking flour, that that have 16% terpenes, and I want to know, what is Top Shelf Bud where you work?
0: I mean, I think technically Top Shelf Bud should be bud that costs more to grow than lower but but our we've never had tiered shelves here so that's kind of a hard question for me to answer we we have all of our flour on our shelf like grouped by growers and we Mm -hmm. promote each grower and they are priced at different price points based on where those growers are selling them to me at so so from
4: people that have more experience to mm -hmm. people that don't and and other Wait, is it 30% is top shelf these days? Is it 32%? Or does it play a part mm. in, your, in you in, in that at all?
2: THC, that's not top shelf for us, just THC percentage.
4: It, it and that's the best answer I've ever heard, and I'm glad yeah. somebody has said it. I was just getting ready to
5: ask, if someone tries to sell you some brown cannabis, but it's 3400 a pound, does that make it top shelf? No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, agreed.
2: So we, we like to go based on terpenes mainly, but not even for top shelf. If, the, if you smell the weed and that's what you're tasting when you're inhaling it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and it doesn't make you cough and rah-rah-rah, that's how we consider that's a, a top of the line. Yeah, um, the nose-nose. So what, what are you yeah, looking for, exactly.
4: terpene content? I'm sorry? What's the terpene content you're looking for? Is it specific analytes? Is it a percentage? Is I'm
2: it a myrcene kind of guy. Um, okay. I would look for high myrcene because I like indicas. Okay. Um, but I'm hold on. You're itching to say something. I do too, yeah, it makes my knees
5: buzz
0: i don't know i'm the flower purchaser here. I look at bud structure, smell, jar appeal, yeah. testing. terpenes are important we We like to push terpenes here, and so I'm usually looking for terpenes that are just not as common. It seems like you see a lot of the same things at the same time so and so uh,
4: when you're looking for terpenes that aren't as common um we run standard mixes. Are you asking that the terpene profiles be different? Would you want to see more exotic? What, what would bring more value to you?
0: Yeah, if they were, if they were, I don't know how to answer. I don't know why they seem so, this terpene profile seems so similar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even when looking at the flower, it doesn't seem like it should.
4: What What if, are you familiar with the term flavonoid? The fl- flavonoid flavor profile. Yes, is that something that you would be interested in?
0: Yes, definitely.
5: Okay. Um, so if, if that were something that were available on a test, that would be that would be helpful. That would be a sales point for
4: you,
0: definitely. Because I think as es- a patient, I would like to know. Especially, you since normally ask the
1: butt tender, right? Well,
5: because yeah. you think about it. So yeah. terpene, terpene. It, it, how, cr- how, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Like on some the, on your guys's test, it'll have a like it'll say pinene or it'll have a mm-hmm, somewhat. Sure. Is that what you're talking about? S- no.
4: No there there's other testing that can be
0: done. So terpenes
4: okay. are are
5: if correct me if I'm wrong Cole, you're the smart one here. Terpenes are smell, right? Now smell and taste are connected, very much so. But when you taste things, you're tasting flavonoids, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So terp- so terpenes, I mean all, you know, things that have terpenes have flavor, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously be and ter- you know, they're very much connected. So, like I don't have a sense of smell, right? So I don't taste the same as most people do. Um but flavonoids are like everything you eat has specific flavonoids that's what tell your taste buds what mm-hmm. what it tastes like right
3: mm-hmm.
4: hey guys look that i got it are you guys proud of me i've been reading that marketing material yeah buddy
5: uh so <laughs> yeah and so uh, we were curious if that would be something right it it, it, it seems Definitely. like to me it'd be cool if you could have something that would tell you specific flavonoids and then have something to compare that to right
0: Definitely now, since so many of us are trying to place orders over the phone or over email, we're not being shown flower face-to-face like we used to be pre-metric or in the beginning. So, yes, it, the more information we can get on that lab, the better.
5: I've got one more question for you. and It's just something I've been curious because I want to know. I really do. And obviously, I don't want to use names, so don't say any names or anything. But... When, when when a grower or processor comes in here, right, mm-hmm. and they're showing you your test results, do, do any does any of it mean anything different to you? Like, it, do you see certain labs, or do you see certain things, and you're curious? Like, it, it, you trust it more, or you you there's things you look for. Like, how does that work for you? Because you're a per, you purchase for right. Mm-hmm. So, how does that work for you with with labs when they walk in? I'm just curious.
0: Some of them are easier. Some of the test results are easier to read than others. Like. I, do you guys see other people's labs yes, ever? Yeah. You do? Okay. So oh, some yeah. are easier to read than others, but oftentimes it's just the ones I'm looking at the most. I am most familiar with. So, you I, know. So it really me, doesn't matter where it comes from.
1: It just, I, I don't think, let me answer this are, from a patient aspect, actually, because when I've gone into some places and I don't really shop around anymore, and I'm, I'm always just kidding here, but in you you the past, there's, the,
3: no, no, it's, it's
1: true. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he, he, well, and a lot of that was because of the the podcast and journeying to figure out sure. what I I needed. So I didn't need to go shop around. I I I request certain things, right? right so yeah. so there's a reason, right? Um, I don't shop around. But before, you could go into different places and ask to see what was in it. And as a patient, depending on the lab, I'm confused. Yeah. So yeah. so. I think my question back is, we heard a couple weeks ago or a month ago or so that suddenly we're not going to be testing for all these other things, and the testing's going to go down to just a couple.
4: Are you talking about as far as terpenes? I think he's probably talking about process validation.
1: No, I'm thinking it was terpenes because there was all these different oh. ones that were randomly tested. Are you talking about and how they're like consolidating 20, like them 20 down? 29
2: or 21 terpenes that you test for. I don't know what the... were it we're, Under
5: 30, I mean,
1: it was supposed to go to like 32. the top five or six. Somebody had talked about that as we move into recreational because it's going to slimline what you guys do, and it will give us just the immediate of, here's the top ones, let's get to it.
6: So if I'm not mistaken, Cole, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe OMMA currently dictates which terpenes we're required to test for. There's a few suggested terpenes. So terpenes are kind of, yeah, I think there's 13 suggested terpenes that were expected to test. So is
2: that why some labs are testing for 134 different terpenes? They're going to have a higher terpene percentage as opposed to someone testing for 30.
6: Yeah, so our our lab spent uh, quite a while testing quite a few additional terpenes. We were up to Mm -hmm. 64 at one point. And what we found was after several months of testing, no one had over half of those terpenes. It was a complete waste of money from a lab standpoint and. It took longer for your results. It took longer to get back no results on those 30-plus terpenes. So we ended up reviewing our list strategically and saying, well, out of this couple thousand tests, or it was quite a bit more than that, about 10,000 tests, mm. how many of these had these terpenes? And then we based our decision on which ones to eliminate very quickly based off of what had not shown up. Right. Makes um, sense. But there are labs. I mean, it's all – a lot of what we do with our standard is – is mixed base, so we buy a a mix of of terpenes that's pre mixed, and that's what we use as a certified reference material. Every lab's different. Every lab can choose their mix versus the next lab. So um, you're going to see different labs do different things, different in different technologies that each lab uses. Also, so
0: there's
2: not an industry standard on that. Yes. So yet, uh, and
0: was I feel like. Whenever people came to Oklahoma from out of state, they were kind of upset about us focusing on terpenes. Is that not the case? Like, do people not test for as many terpenes in other states? or?
6: I don't know. that. They, I'd have to look. Okay. I, I haven't looked not at that something. recently. I looked at it three years ago, um, but it's been a little while. I think uh, Oklahoma has definitely made a transition over the last three years. We started out THC-focused. Everybody mm-hmm. cared about THC. And I think we've slowly seen a transition to terpenes where a lot more people are valuing terpenes on their on their c o a um I think today where we're at it's a it's a good mix. I think people respect a lower t h c if it's complemented by terpenes
1: yeah, but you're right. There was early people growers that would come on and complain because they weren't getting the shelf space they weren't getting the buys because the lab tested them as lower t h c and they're like yeah, but try this. You're going to get high as hell. I'm like, Sure enough, terpenes were up. THC was down. It was much better than some other stuff. So, yeah.
4: um, so we touched on what is, the, what is the law, what is required for terpenes, what's the standard. Um, the state of Oklahoma requires that you provide a cannabinoid and terpenoid profile. Uh, when you go to the definition section for terpenes, it, it lists several. Uh, but it doesn't, if you go to the appendix section in the bottom where it lists every analyte that a laboratory must test for, there is no, this is potency for cannabinoids, this is potency for terpenoid. And because of that, you've gotten a wide range, You know, almost 30 laboratories active, you've got 10 different standard manufacturers, you've got 10 different versions of what is potency, what is terpenes. Uh, What our laboratory has made an educated decision to go with is we use terpene mixes provided by our – certified reference materials provided by validated suppliers. So we've gone and we've said, okay – we're ISO certified. Are they ISO certified? Yes. Okay. They're ISO certified. Can we buy from them consistently? Or are they going to have these every day? Because what our clients don't want is to have, you know, D8, CBD, CBN today, and then have three or four of those analytes missing on their next C of A. They, they will be very dissatisfied. And we've experienced extreme dissatisfaction uh, when we rotated our terpene profile initially. It's not the total terpene percentage that suffers because – Like we said, you can have 136 or 170 or as many terpenes as you want, Uh, but if those terpenes aren't present in cannabis, you're not helping anybody. And the person that you are hurting is the laboratory because the laboratory is required to have quality control samples that have passing test results for every analyte, for every assay, for every 20 samples.
2: Terpene question. Um, Food-grade terpenes. Okay. Are you able to pick those up and tell their food grade as opposed to cannabis terpenes?
4: No. So the difference is going to be it, its mass is its mass. We do terpenes on a mass spectrometer, uh, GCMS to be specific. Hmm. Um, so if the mass for most terpenes is 136.1, uh, something in the ballpark for that, um, 136 is still going to weigh 136, whether or not it's food grade. Gotcha.
0: This might, I don't how do you physically test samples are th- they're going in some type of solution and then well
4: being we don't use a bong uh.
0: i understand that <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's all over the place.
1: Yeah, if
4: we want to,
1: recreational maybe.
2: You can go for a tour
4: of their facility. Yeah, you're you're welcome to come in and watch, and we can run you through the full gist of it. But when you come through the tour, the things that you should take note is the space in the laboratory. So segregation is safety. Uh, We have enough space in our facility to properly segregate the tests to prevent cross contamination. Uh, We also run our quality control samples, and if you have questions, we're happy to provide those uh you and it happens more often than you think people will be accusatory and say you contaminated my sample with pesticides and i can pull the entire regulatory batch of 20 samples that ran with yours isolate the analyte that your product had and show you that 00000, zero, 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 zero your your failing result 0000, zero, 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 zero and the quality control samples showing that Yes, we can get the numbers we say we can get. Yes, we can get blanks. We can get it in matrix and out of matrix, and when we run it in duplicate, we get it again. Um, so that that information is available to you guys. If you ever have problems with a laboratory, you say, I, I don't believe you or I don't this, which you know you should believe your laboratory if you're going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be able to say, I'd like to see the quality control samples for my failure and then you should be able to evaluate that yourself as well
1: so so much so much information in this episode but there becomes a law of diminishing return
4: oh yeah yeah
1: it's been fun (laughs) let's do a second absolutely yeah let's do because there's so much more to discuss
4: if you want to do anything on uh like specific test types like you want more information on terpenes, Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to get information for you guys and talk to you guys about that. Or if you want more information on sources of pesticides, sources for total yeast and mold failures, uh, how can I be the best little grow I can be? Um, Whatever information you guys like to have, I'd be happy to put that together and get you one hard copies that you guys can disseminate when people ask. And then two. That's
0: a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I like to be a part of the community. I like people to succeed. I Want the people that I'm buying from to do what's right. Like, I want my patients to be happy and healthy. Yeah.
4: Who's winning the Super Bowl?
0: Chiefs, mm. apparently. I don't know. The <laughs> Packers. <laughs> They're oh not playing. Oh my gosh,
4: that's like me
5: saying Raiders. <laughs> Cowboys. So sad to be a Raiders fan. Where
1: do people find you guys on social?
5: Mm. They don't. That's a family thing. They don't. Thing.
3: <laughs> it's
5: a thing. Uh, so we we have a Facebook. Uh, okay, you know, OKCTL Facebook. Um, we're Go do ahead.
0: patients follow you guys, or do patients ever reach out and wonder uh-huh. about testing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. So Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. I think a fascinating like story
1: that I would follow regularly is is somebody back there watching what you guys do or showing some stuff. I don't know what that means, but... I think it would be very fascinating for patients to kind of watch what a lab does.
6: Absolutely. So our our doors are open to all patients. If you have a patient card, you can bring your own homegrown product in. But you can do bring they in regularly? Like it does- is. We see it people, is, yes. Yeah. It, it's not as common, but not it com- is there. Absolutely. Well,
1: that's cool. Cool. So what is that? How do people, if they want to watch or follow you guys on Facebook, you said?
6: Yep, so search OKCTL on uh, yeah. all the major social platforms okay, we out Instagram. there. Instagram. Instagram. TikTok, you guys are dancing. We're not on TikTok. We're not there. on TikTok. We're, no really. We're not on
5: Snapchat. Our, our.
0: And, okay, this is interesting because patients then can test their products and make sure that their dog isn't cross contaminating their plants <laughs> right? at home or sure. whatever. Because point. you might think that everything you're growing or I with grew, at home.
1: I grew outside in some pots and. I probably put it in very close to those tomato plants that I mm-hmm. got from Lowe's and probably use some yeah. random stuff in so, my in my yard or my grass, or you got somebody spraying for your grass. That's a great point. A lot, can, a
5: lot of times when patients are coming in, they're not coming in to test their homegrown for safety, right? They're coming in to see how potent it is, right? How may, How is the terpene content? We do have patients that grow their own that come in and want full panel tests that want to know, you know. Everything that's in it, but more so... Just
0: potency. Terpene
5: potency. And that, and that's one thing, you know... They want to brag if, to their buddies. That's yeah, what if is. you have... Yeah, right. Yeah. If you have a patient card mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, you can absolutely transport your own stuff to the lab and have them test it, right? And that's a service we offer to patients as well. We offer to patients. We offer, like, R&D testing, right? That's something for guys that own, own grows and own processes, right? If you're experimenting, if you're trying to... You know, pheno hunt. Pheno hunt, or you're trying to, you know, find out, you know, if you're new at processing, right, and you're trying to figure out if you purged it properly, you, you can bring that over and it has no bearing on, on,
6: you know, your yeah. crop, your metric testing. Yeah, I'll also say we've had a few patients come in who have gotten ill from consuming what they they assumed they got ill after consuming cannabis Mm -hmm. and it was they knew what they consumed they knew what put them in the hospital and they brought it to us to say what in the world was in this Mm -hmm. what what did i buy what did i grow what happened that's a great thing because they're trying to identify
1: that like to grow themselves that's that's, that's good information i didn't know that we could do that absolutely yeah yeah, thank you it, yeah, and some definitely. patients
6: know, hey, if I get this specific terpene, I'm going to get sick. Yeah. Or if I have any detectable limit of pesticide, I'm going to get sick. Perfect. Uh. People
5: allergic to oranges, you know, they they, they come in to see if there's, mm-hmm. you know, the specific terpene in there.
1: Cool.
0: All right, Katie, where do people find Kush? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Kush Dispo Tulsa. And then you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Awesome. Awesome. And
1: they can come in for Valentines and what?
0: Yeah, we're doing a raffle right now. Chris is gonna so, is going to shoot him with a heart? He yeah, is he he'll be here shooting up? him. He's
1: going to have the the wings and he's going to wear the little
0: We've got Valentine's hang him
1: from the the ceiling. He's going to swing back and forth and shoot people.
0: No, just Valentines and raffles and goodies and Store credit and things.
1: Fun things. Fun things, fun things. Well, I was looking forward to seeing Chris shooting
3: people.
2: You just want to see me in a diaper. That's
1: it. You got me. God damn it. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for what you guys do for the patients. It really uh, means a thank lot. Thank you guys to, for having us. Seriously. To to know. Appreciate I, I As somebody, like I said, somebody that is a, that didn't consume before and to now consume, I've always enjoyed knowing that somebody's looking at it, understanding what, I, you know, because I truly try and find what's going to be best for my body so thank you for the work i'm sure you guys have all put in a lot of work for patients so as a patient thank you
6: yeah thank you for having us yes absolutely
0: it's the kush life for us kush life.